Welcome to the Moses Lake Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This episode is brought to our church by our assistant pastor, Carlos Farias. We hope that this message will be an encouragement to you, and we would love to hear how God used it in your life. So we're going to be in Romans chapter 8. If you aren't there already, go ahead and turn there to Romans chapter 8. And today's sermon title is Life or Death. We're going to read, we're going to, I'm going to read in verse 1, so if you would follow along with me. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And Paul's referring to there in verse number 11, where he says, you're in the Spirit. Okay, so he's talking to them, they're in the Spirit. Verse 2, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For they that, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for the opportunity to be here in your house this morning. I pray that as we dig into these 10 verses, that you would help us to just respond to uh, um, how you speak to us this morning through your word. And just thank you, Lord, for giving us the freedom to be here and to just have this worship. And I pray that this worship that we have on Sunday morning wouldn't just leave us as we walk out the doors, but something that we would do throughout the week and just being able to worship you. And thank you so much for giving us life and life abundantly. We love you so much. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So just a little bit of background of uh, chapter eight. Paul is writing here in the beginning of the chapter, the kind of life that a believer gets to have in Christ, the freedom that they get to have because of what Jesus did for them and what God did by sending his son to die on the cross. We see earlier in Romans that we were once enemies of God, but reconciled uh, through him, through the death of Jesus Christ. And there's just so many great truths in Romans to help us see our sinful state that we were in and a gracious God that saved us. Humans were in desperate need for redemption, and God not only loved us enough to give us his son, but also a whole new life. It would have been enough for God to give us a way to heaven, but he gives us so much more in giving us the ability to live a life that is victorious, to live a life that isn't defeated by sin or stuck in that cycle. And we don't have to be stuck in our simple ways anymore because of what Christ did and the freedom that he gives us. You know, what, what we put in the Christian life is what we'll get, right? Whatever, whatever you do in life, the effort that you put, the, that's what you'll get out of it. And some of us in here, we've been the Christian who have, who have been dedicated and surrendered our lives to God and lived every single day for him to the best of our ability, Some of us in here have been in a stage of life where we kind of just do the bare minimum so we can check off that Christianity list. And some of us have been in the stage of life where we didn't do any effort at all. 
And if you notice, in those three different stages, you'll get out of that what you put in, right? And if we're being honest, you know, we've all been there in those three different spots. Some of us in here have been Christians for longer than others, and some of us have been Christians for just a few months or years. But no matter what, whether you're in the state of living however you want, it's going to take work to get to where you want to be. And if you're already doing your best and living in the spirit, then it's going to take work to stay dedicated. All right, so this, this morning, I just want us to recognize that it's going to take work, all right? But it's a good work. It's good effort. And as Christians, if we want to live a spirit-filled life, we cannot have our mind set on the things of the flesh. Because the Bible says that if you have your mind set on the things of the flesh, it is death. I could try to tell you or search up some inspirational story of a musician or an athlete who dedicated their craft and, and set, set their minds on the things of their profession to perfect whatever they do. But I just want to remind us this morning of a very familiar uh, person in scripture who really had their mindset on the things of God, and that's Joseph. If you, do, if you know the story of Joseph, you know that things didn't go his way at all, like ever. And he was he was uh, abandoned by his family, his brothers, and sold into slavery. You know that he was stuck in prison, but through it all, he still chose to be faithful to God. And so I wonder if any of us could have done what Joseph did if we were in his shoes. And so Joseph, he, he really was dedicated to God. Now, you, you couldn't fake that dedication that he had. His mind was after God. And if Joseph wasn't dedicated to God, he wasn't having his mind things after God, then surely he would, have, he would have faltered in his flesh. If you're here this morning and you have the mindset, you have your mindset towards the things of the Spirit, then keep it up. And if we're here this morning and we need to get right with God and get away from having our mind set on things in the flesh, you can get right. You can, you can ask God for forgiveness today and get right. So I want, I want us to see from this passage of Scripture how amazing it can be to live a life empowered by the Holy Spirit. Verse number one there, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. And point number one this morning is there is no condition for your status of no condemnation. All right, if you're saved this morning and you are in Christ, okay, the Bible says if you are in Christ, that means you are saved. It doesn't mean that you're never going to mess up. I know there's... I know all of us in here, in here who are in Christ have surely messed up and messed up a lot, okay? No doubt many of us battle with guilt of the things that we've done, the bad decisions. You see, the bad thing about us is that we don't forget, right? We know that God, he forgives and forgets, but we don't forget. And sometimes that's our own downfall. All right, we know in Scripture that says God said he forgives and he forgets, but we have to, we have to work on forgetting ourselves, and Satan, you know, the Bible says he's the accuser of us. All right, say every time you mess up, Satan will keep accusing you and reminding you of what you've done, right? And so we'll get to the point where we know that if we are in Christ, we have no condemnation, but we tend to condemn our own self because that's what we tend to do. We tend to focus on all the negative, but God wants us to focus on the positive. But the, the amazing truth this morning is that if you are saved and if you are in Christ, Nothing or no one can pluck you out of the Father's hand. It says in John 10, 28, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, 
Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. John 10, 29. My father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I think many times in our life when we, we mess up and we sin, we tend to give up on ourselves. You know, that's not, that's not coming from God. That's not coming from a spirit-filled life. It's coming from Satan who's trying to get you down. Because right, Satan can get you to stop going to church or stop reading the Bible or doing these things that a, spirit, a spirit-filled person would do, then he's winning, right? He wants, to, he wants to ruin our motivation. But if we remember this morning, if you're in Christ, no, there's no condemnation over you. You get to live that life and live that truth that, yes, even though you have to live in the flesh, you don't have to be worried about being condemned anymore. And we don't have to be afraid of our salvation being in the balance as we go about our day, right? We, we know that we, are, we live in the flesh, we're human, that we mess up. You don't have to worry about when you mess up that, oh, there goes my salvation today. Oh, today I got it back because I did better, right? We don't have to worry that our salvation will be reversed and we are condemned to hell forever. So I just want us to recognize the great truth in Romans here that if you're in Christ, you're, you cannot be condemned any longer. If you are in Christ this morning, you are not condemned. You will not be condemned and you cannot be condemned. I saw this quote about the, about the phrase in Christ and it says, this phrase imports that there is a mystical and spiritual union betwixt Christ and believers. This is sometimes expressed by Christ being in them and here by their being in Christ. Christ is in believers by his spirit and believers are in Christ by faith. When we got saved, our standing with God was completely transformed. And although you and I may be free from the condemnation of our sin, we are not excused from the consequences of our sin. We know the Bible speaks very clearly that even though you're you cannot be condemned to hell any longer. And Paul talks about it in Romans. Just because we have the grace of God doesn't mean we should continue in sin. And so, and although you and I may be free, we have to remember that we shouldn't just live our life how we want. Because we know the Bible clearly talks about you cannot live in the flesh and in the spirit at the same time. I saw this, I saw this quote from Spurgeon. He says, we perhaps need to consider the flip side. If you are not in Jesus Christ, there is condemnation for you. It is no pleasant task to ask us to have to speak of this matter, but who are we that we should ask for a pleasant task? What God has witnessed in Scripture is the sum and substance of what, of what the Lord's servants are to testify to the people. If you are not in Christ Jesus and are walking after the flesh, you have not escaped from condemnation. And so Paul is giving confidence to this statement here in verse number one of no condemnation, all right? It says, there is therefore now no condemnation, all right? Paul's not saying, well, there might not be, or there's maybe no condemnation. He's making a confident statement. And that's, that's coming from Romans chapter seven. In Romans seven and verse four, it says, wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ that ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sins, which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. 
But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should, be, we should serve in newness of life, a newness of spirit, and not in the oldness of the letter. And so I'm thankful this morning that, you know, we don't have to, uh, we don't have to keep the law because the law talks in Romans is like, the, it, can't, it can't cleanse you, right? In Galatians, in Romans, the Bible talks about that you cannot be cleansed from the law, right? And so all these, these people in Romans, they were confused. And Paul is just trying to put some things and uh, make some things concrete, make some things clear about their relation to sin and law in Christ, because you are no longer condemned, if you're in Christ, you can live a victorious Christian life. And so it reminds me of Joshua and the children of Israel, you know, that they, they had to walk across the Jordan and, and God gave Joshua direction and guidance and how to defeat Jericho. And you know that they walked around 13 times and the walls fell down. And if you notice in the following chapters, when they went to Ai, they didn't ask God for help. They didn't seek God's guidance for help. And they ended up losing men in that, in that battle. Okay, and God wants us to give us, God gives us everything we need to have a victorious Christian life. He gives us all the, all the access that we need to be able to do that. But if you notice that when we try to go about our day or our life without seeking his help and his guidance, everything seems to tumble, right? Everything starts to go wrong. And there, there's a reason for that, okay? God knows way better than us what we should do, all right? And it takes faith to trust him, but that's okay, we can live our lives by faith, live our lives in the spirit and not in the flesh. We don't have to live our days being in sin, and when we do, it is not happening by accident. Uh, when we're doing something, we know we should not, we, we are aware. All right, God does not desire for his children to live in such a way. He gave us his son who defeated sin, and I hope we're able to recognize how amazing our status of no condemnation is this morning. For those who are a little too hard on themselves, who who beat themselves up too much about the things that they've done or the mistakes that they've made, I want you to remember this verse. If you don't have it memorized, memorize it. Look over it every day. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Don't focus on all the negative. All right, focus on the truths that will help you live for Christ more and more every day. Now, Satan would love nothing more than for you to think about all the things that you've done because you never just lay there at night and you're like, your mind's just like in replay mode, all right? You keep thinking about all the bad things that you've done. You think, uh, you keep condemning yourself. You say, oh, God, you know, he doesn't love me anymore. He's done with me because, you know, who would love someone who does such things, right? But the Bible says that Christ, he died for the wicked, Okay, he died for the wicked in due time, and that's us. And so don't ever think that God doesn't love you or that he's done with you just because of some things that you did, okay? And I love that illustration of you can always run back to the Father and he's welcoming you with open arms. And so think on those things that are, that are true and pure. And we know that as Christians, life is a marathon and it's not a sprint. So don't, don't, try, to, don't try to think you're gonna perfect the Christian life overnight you know, one day you wake up and like, all right, I know everything I'm going to do. And don't be so hard on yourself if you don't do it. Okay. I saw this, I saw this in the commentary and it says, we receive this glorious declaration from God's court. We receive it through, though we certainly deserve condemnation, 
We received this standing because Jesus bore the condemnation we deserved. And our identity is now in him as he is condemned no more, neither are we. Now I'm thankful we have a God this morning who loved us enough to send Jesus Christ to be that condemnation for us. Because if without that, you and I would have no way. Right? We would have no way to have a relationship with God, to have a way to heaven. And so don't, don't focus on the bad and the mistakes. Focus on that. If you are in Christ this morning, that you are never going to be able to be condemned again. And if you are in Christ, it should be your goal. Should, you should strive to walk in the Spirit, to follow after Christ every single day, not just come to church on a Sunday and, and leave and just let go, right? In our own personal life, we should be able to be full spiritually, to read our Bible, to do those things that help us live a Spirit-filled life. And secondly, this morning, is that I want, our, our point is there is freedom because of Jesus, and as you look at me in verse number two, it says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh and that it was God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to, the, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. No matter how many times you hear, you hear about it, is it hard to wrap your mind about why would Christ die for me? Right, if you know yourself, if you know the things, if you know humans and sin, it's hard to wrap your mind around sometimes why Christ would die for us. That just goes to show how merciful of a God we have, how much love God has for us, because a lot of times we are pretty much unlovable, all right? If you know yourself, if you know that, it, that's true. And so if you are a believer today, sin has no dominion over you anymore. Christ conquered the grave, so, and he conquered this, and you, and you can too, all right? When, when you got saved, you, you came out of the grave clothes, Right, you, you don't have to be wrapped in that sin and controlled by it any longer. The moment that you got saved, you have the ability to not be a slave to sin anymore. You have the ability to live in that freedom that Christ gives us. And nothing else could have gave us that freedom. We couldn't have gotten that freedom by living through the law. We couldn't have got that freedom by being a good person. We have that freedom today because of the shed blood of Christ. We are blessed with the freedom to live our lives in the spirit. We tend to make our lives a whole lot more complicated when we go away from that, when we decide to have our minds set on the things of the flesh. Have you ever tried to do something or build something without instructions, all right? Have you ever tried to think that you could do it on your own, that you know you've done it before, you've done, you've done something similar, and you want to try it again and just do it on your own? And you end up having to go back and look at the instructions because you messed something up, Okay, a lot of times in the Christian life, we try to do that. We try to, we try to go about it without reading the Bible. And you know what? This Bible is going give, to give us good instruction every single day. All right, so if we try to go about our days without our instruction manual or reading our Bible or praying, it's going to be very tough. It's gonna, we're going to make life a whole lot more complicated. And it's not, it doesn't mean that if you're, in, if you're consistently reading your Bible or praying or in church, it doesn't mean that 
trials won't come. But it will help you, be, be, help you be better prepared for those trials because you're already walking with Christ. You're, already, you're living that spirit-filled life that God desires you to have. Are we going to be Christians that stand up for God and be a set-apart people who strive to live holy, who strive to give their all to Christ? The law can do such things as help us understand what we should not do, as Paul talks about in Romans 7 and uh, verse 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid, God forbid, nay. I had not known sin, but by the law, for I had not known lust, except the law had said, thou shalt not covet. The law is weak, in fact, that it cannot give us righteousness with God. It cannot cleanse us and make us whole like the blood of, like the blood of Christ. And so we know the Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And because of that, we have freedom. Don't live your life tied down by the old man. Live your life freely as Christ gave you through his death. Romans 3.20 says, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall be no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just, and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. So I'm thankful today that my good works or the law, it doesn't justify me, but it's already been done many, many years ago through the blood of Christ. I love that verse that says, justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ. If you're in Christ this morning, you are redeemed, you are saved. You don't have to be stuck anymore. You can, you can step out by faith and live a life of freedom in Christ. Amen. God knew that we could never be justified by the law. I preached a message from Romans 5 a while back talking about the benefits of being justified by faith. It says in Romans 5 in verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. One of the most amazing things about being justified by faith and not the law is that you get to have peace with God. There in Romans chapter 8, it talks about that the carnally minded is, that, is enmity with God. Okay? And before you and I got saved, we were at enmity with God as well. We were enemies of God, but no longer enemies through the redemption of Jesus Christ. You get to have peace. And that's a great thing because you don't want to be on the wrong side of God, right? His, in his holiness and his righteousness, we get to have peace with him. We get to become a new creature in Christ, as it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You get to become indwelled with the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 3.16. Know ye not that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. We get to have all this freedom in Christ. We get to have peace with God. We get to, have, we get to be a new creature in Christ. We are indwelled with the Holy Spirit. And so why would we go back to the way we were before we got saved? And if we're all being honest today, we've done that, right? And when we look back at it, we're like, wait, why did I do that? Okay, it's because we have, to, we have to be focused. We have to purposely live our life in the spirit. 
Right? If you're just living your life kind of carefree, if we're just going about it kind of just being tossed and turned in the wind, you know, we'll do anything. All right? And if we cannot be content with the life in the spirit, then there's something we have to get right. If you're not being, if you're not content with living the spirit-filled life, there's something inside you that needs to get right with God because if you're living a spirit-filled life, you should be the most joyous that you've ever been. And that's the kind of joy that we get from living in the spirit. The good news is that if there's anyone like that here today, you can get right with God. And it said, the passage clearly states, if you are living according to the flesh, it's because you are minding the things of the flesh. You don't have to be stuck in the ways of the flesh because of what Christ did for you on the cross. You can live freely today. And don't let, don't let sin or Satan hold you down any longer because that's what he wants to do to us. He wants to defeat us and he desires to just destroy your life. Right? A lot of people joke a lot about hell and about Satan, but truly he is your enemy. All right, and, we, and if you are saved this morning, you're in a spiritual battle that you cannot fight on your own. You need God's help. You need the spirit, and you have it if you're in Christ, and utilize it. Utilize it every single day because you're going to need it, and I'm going to need it to be able to get through this life. And, for, and point number three this morning, there is no pleasing God in the flesh. If you look at verse seven, it says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, and neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Because we live in this flesh, the battles and struggles, because it does not want to be crucified and surrendered to Jesus. Galatians 5:24 it says, "And they that are they that are Christ, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust." Galatians 2:20, "I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me." Galatians 2:21 I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness comes by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. And that's, that's a big verse because we know that if, if the law was the one that would save us, then there would be no point for Jesus dying on the cross for us. But I'm thankful this morning that we are redeemed through what Jesus did on the cross. No longer do people have to worry about being redeemed by the law, but they get to have redemption through Christ. And I, know, I don't know about you, but it takes work, right? You had to crucify, you died to self. And because we know that this flesh wants nothing to do with living in the spirit. The flesh, every time you read your Bible, you like something, like, come, you like get distracted and you're trying, to, you're, trying to get your fo- you're trying to get your focus taken off the things of God. But if we truly desire to live a spirit-filled life this morning, if we want to live a life of life and peace, we will live our Christ. And if we do, if we don't, then we'll live a life that bears death. James talks about you, you're sowing the seed of death when you sin. And you may not physically die, but you're, 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 you're destroying that walk, that walk with God that he wants you to have. Notice how Paul says that the carnal mind is enmity with God and not at enmity. I saw a quote and it says, it is not black, but blacklist. 
it is not at enmity, but enmity itself. It is not corrupt, but corruption. It is not rebellious, it is rebellion. It is not wicked, it is wickedness itself. And so our, the carnal mind is an enemy of God, okay? And if a Christian who shouldn't be living that life starts to live their life with a carnal mind, you're going you're gonna to go down a path that's not great. And even, the, even if the flesh does religious things that are admired by others, it still cannot please God. The state of an enmity there, the state or feeling of being actively opposed or hostile to someone or something, that's what we were before Christ. We were actively opposing God and everything that he stands for. And still, he gave us a way out of it. And so God knew exactly how we would treat him, that people would, would accuse his son and falsely accuse him and, and, hang, and uh, hang him on the cross. And yet, being opposed and enemies, he said, I still love them. All right, and if that's not, if that's not a motivation to live a life in the spirit, then I don't know what is. You and I could have never done enough good, good things for God to owe us anything, especially righteousness. The Bible talks about what our righteousness is like in Isaiah 64, verse 6. But we are all as unclean things, an unclean thing, and our righteousness are as filthy rags, and we, do, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. And looking there in verse number seven, or verse number nine, he says, but you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit. So for those of us this morning, if you're saved and in Christ, he's talking about all these negative things that the flesh is death and to be carnally minded is enmity with God, to be actively opposed. But the good news is, is that that's not you anymore. All right, that's a good thing. He says, if so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So if any of us in here this morning, we don't have the spirit of Christ, then the Bible says that we don't, we don't belong to him, all right? And so this morning, if there's anyone here that's not saved, just know that God loved you enough to send his son to die on the cross from you, and nobody is unsavable, right? Yours, God's grace and love and mercy is far greater than our sin could ever be, all right? If you, if you think that, you can't be saved because of what you've done. Just think about the man, the thief on the cross who basically was being crucified because he, he actually was a criminal. And we know that Jesus said, today we'll be in paradise. And don't, don't ever doubt God's love for you and the ability that he can give you to live alive in Christ. And that's Paul turning to a more positive note. He says, even though the flesh is basically the worst thing ever, you are no longer in the flesh, but in the spirit. Everyone in here who is a believer has the Holy Spirit, and it's, amazing, it's an amazing thing to belong to God. And a lot of people, they take pride in, oh, I belong to this family. I love my family. I belong to this company or this job or et cetera, et cetera, and I love it. And now you can be, be happy. I belong to God this morning. All right, if you're here and you belong to God, it should make you so happy. You get to be a part of a family of God. You get to know people from different backgrounds of life. And a lot of the reasons that we're here together is we have Jesus Christ in common. And think about the people that are here right now that you wouldn't even know, right? If you, if you weren't a Christian, if you weren't saved, you get to meet so many people because of the commonality we have in Christ. This means that if we have the Holy Spirit, we have the ability to allow the Spirit to have full control. You know, 
the, one of the bad things about us is that we have to, you know, we have to make the choice. God's not going to force us to wake up, to get in our Bible, to pray. We have to make that choice. And if we don't make the right choice, we have to live with the consequences of that choice. How many times have we gone through our day? You know, a lot of us, they, we live busy lives probably, right? We, we, we make time for what's important, okay? And so the Satan's going to try to get us to take our importance or priority off the scripture, off praying, off being in church for things that aren't nearly as important as the Bible or church or stuff like that, okay? There's things that are good, that aren't necessarily sin, but if we are taking, if it's taking time away from our walk with God, then it's not good, okay? And so it says in Galatians 5.22, but the, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. How do we know if we're living a life influenced by the Spirit? Just look at these verses. Just look, at the, look at these verses. It's not bad to self Give yourself an examination to, to reflect on how you're living your life. Go about each day. Reflect at the end of the day. Was I living my life in the spirit today? And you'll know. You'll know by the way you treated others, how you just carried yourself. And if you didn't, the good thing is that you can just ask, you can ask God to forgive you and, and strive to do better the next day. All right, if you mess up one day, it's not over, okay? You can keep going and you can keep asking. If you, if you get knocked down, just get back up. All right, Satan would love for you just to be knocked down and to never get back up and to stop trying. Let's desire to be filled with the Spirit this morning. If we truly desire to please God with our lives, we cannot be controlled by our flesh. Ephesians 5.18 says, and, do not, and be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, it's very sad most of the times as Christians, they kind of just get complacent in doing the bare minimum. I know I've been there before, I, especially in Bible college. If you don't know, if you haven't been to Bible college or don't know a lot about Bible college, there's a Bible basically everywhere you go. Okay, so you, I wake up at, for my 7.30 classes, I got 7.15, no, I was kidding. But, you know, I, I go to Bible classes. All my classes have the Bible. The, it's about Genesis, Romans, theology, all these things. And then we have a chapel at 10.30, Monday through Friday. We have door knocking or outreach every Saturday. There's a Bible challenge given on Saturday. And then we have Sunday morning service, Sunday evening service. And we have dorm devotions every single night. Okay, so just there's so much Bible. So for me personally, I was like, oh, man, I'm just consumed with the Bible. I'm doing great. And so then I kind of just ignored my personal devotions, and that's not enough, right? And if you're just consumed with all these things, like I was in Bible college, right, you still need to have that walk with God. You still need to be filled with the Spirit. You can do all these religious things. You can do so many things but not be filled with the Spirit, right? And so God just wants us to humble ourselves to him, to deny ourselves, to deny our flesh what the flesh wants, and just be filled with the Spirit, because Jesus lives in us, the old man, the body, is dead, but the spirit lives and reigns and will live out his salvation even through our mortal bodies through resurrection. Not only are we in Christ, it says in Romans 8.1, but he is also in you. And because God cannot abide in a sinful home, the body, an old man, had to die when Jesus came in. It says it there in verse 10, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life 
because of righteousness. So this morning, I just want to, I want to ask you, are you going to live this week in life or death? All right, so if you, if you really desire to live a life in the spirit and to live a spiritual life, you get a life of peace, as it says there in verse number six. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You ever just feel like when you're making the wrong decisions that there is just no peace? <laughs> you just, like, everything is just, it's just, everything that could go wrong goes wrong. And there's just no peace at all in your life. You feel like everything's falling apart. But then you get right with God, you start living for him, and you feel that comfort, that peace that only God can give. And so I hope, I hope this week that we are not just able to go to church and worship God, but also go out this week and live a life in the spirit and not live a life that's going to be giving, bringing forth death. And the most important thing is that if you do this week, if you have a job, if you, if you work with people who don't go to church or not saved, be that testimony to them. Let people see it's awesome to be a Christian. It's fun. It's not, just, it's not just like we're robots and we come to church and we're just like singing, sitting, praying, preaching, okay? Being a Christian is a great, has, is a great opportunity and pleasure for us. And so let's live our life this week in life and not, not the death that's, that the flesh brings. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope it's been an encouragement to you. And if you'd like any further information about our church, we'd like to encourage you to visit mlbc.church.